Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that once again features the one and only athletics director here at Long Beach State, Andy Fee. The prodigal director of athletics returns. (laughs) It is the LB Fee Show hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my right. Uh, Mike Gardabasio, co-editor at the562.org. Andy, I'm so happy that you're back. Uh, you know, I think we I got a lot having, of questions. I, I was having separation anxiety, all <laughs> kinds of things, you know, the withdrawals, and and thankfully here we are. The band is back together. Finally, we got uh, the last two weeks has been tough. We've had people asking us, "Is Andy avoiding you? Is he secretly going to fire you? Has there been some sort of schism in the LB Fee Show? What's going on?" Finally, we are whole again. Well, we are actually in the pyramid right now, the Euclid Room. Usually we come to you every Monday from Legends for the LB Fee Show, but we are in the Euclid Room. We're going to have newly minted Big West champion Joey Cerule, head coach of the women's golf program, on in just a second. But Andy, like Mike said, it's been a while. What you been up to? I know you're not just sitting at home listening to the show, right? We, we've got a lot going on. Uh, we had a, a small tournament, a, a volleyball tournament <laughs> here in the Pyramid, uh, which uh, was just a, a spectacular event. Um, you mentioned women's golf, obviously, winning uh, the Big West title as a team and an individual champion as well. Um, I mean, we've just got so much going on. I know we're going to get into it, but this is that time of the year where it's just everything. There's so many balls up in the air, and, and, and it's, it, but it's the fun part. So what have you been up to the last couple of Mondays? I know, what can you talk about, right? There's been some interesting stuff going on behind the scenes that you've been working on. Yeah, so I was at a couple of different conferences, um, athletic director conferences. One was in San Diego and then one in Santa Monica. And uh, They don't ever have those things in Topeka, huh? Yeah, n- no, it's funny how my, my schedule, I find a way to, to stay near the ocean, right? But, uh, you know, but, but they're great because these are opportunities, uh, and as a new athletic director, um, you know, I get to, quote, be in the room with, with a lot of these giants, as, as we'll refer to them, um, you know, the Kevin Whites of the world, and, and to hear their thoughts on the NCAA and, and some of the challenges. And, and, you know, I think it's a lot that, that our listeners know about, you guys know about, you know, what's, what's the future of, you know, Division One sports and amateurism, uh, you know, not that it affects us, but bowl games and, you know, all these things that, that make my job just – a headache and the most fun thing that I could ever imagine. What was the headline topic for for those meetings? I mean, what you can talk about. I mean, is it the amateurism of NCAA? I think the amateurism is is the biggest hurdle uh, facing the NCAA right now. Um, you know, and, and the other, and I'll, so I'll tease that, and then the other thing I'll tease is college basketball and all of, uh, you know, the FBI, um, I think it's Pete Thamel from Yahoo yeah. Sports yep. uh, came and, and was uh, on a panel that, that I, I got to sit in on. It was phenomenal. Um, but those are, are two, two, what I would think, negative things. And this is my own personal opinion that I'll get on the soapbox to talk about amateurism. But I believe in amateurism. Um, I think once you start paying student-athletes, it, 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 it's not amateur sports anymore. And I understand where the student-athletes come from. My hope is that you know, we can come to a place where student-athletes are, are getting a world-class education wherever wherever they are, whatever university they're at. Um, but 
but at the same time maintain what it is because it isn't pro sports. Well, you know, and I, I would say from my perspective, I've always thought that's actually an easier question than people make it out to be. I We've spent a lot of time covering Long Beach State, right? And I, I know you guys don't have uh, $50 million sitting around that you're keeping away from your, <laughs> from your student athletes. Right. There are athletic departments out there that essentially do run as professional sports organizations. So to me, in those situations, I, I actually almost don't even think it's the same conversation. You know, I mean, what, what I think of as mid-majors to me are the NCAA. Those are where there are student-athlete experiences. Those are where, you know, I know your kids here are actually encouraged to take challenging majors. And we've known football players that have gone to elite schools where they're sort of prohibited from doing stuff like that, you know. So to me, I, that's one of the things I value about <clears throat> about covering the school here is you still get those stories and that the term student-athlete still, you know, means a little bit more, in my opinion, just sort of from the outside looking in. Definitely. I mean, we pour every dime, every penny, every dollar that we can pour right back into that student athlete experience. Uh, you know, the, uh, talk about the three pillars. I was just meeting with our student athletes. And, you know, number one, we provide the best possible experience for student athletes in the classroom and the field of competition. That's why we're here. This is what we do Two, build and sustain winning programs. It's division one. We're competitive. And three, do things the right way. Um, but, you know, that's what I love about the mid-major environment. You can still compete for championships whether that's a Big West championship or a national championship, you can do both. It's not as easy at the mid-major level, but that's the great thing about you know being here at the beach is we do it all. Well, you guys beat up on some uh, some power conference schools pretty good in men's volleyball. I mean, it just depends It depends on what sport exactly. you're talking about. Well, some great athletes got some great experiences here on campus last weekend. You already mentioned the uh, Big West men's volleyball championship. Shout out to the Big West, by the way. One year in, already the best men's volleyball conference in the nation. And the 24th annual uh, Beach Invitational out there at Jack Rose Track was also this weekend where some amazing athletes were on display. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I, I, I love track and field. I I, I I wish I was a better athlete because I would have loved to compete <laughs> in it, but unfortunately that wasn't meant to be. But, um, you know, so many, I mean, I, well over 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 athletes, I think, were here, something crazy like that. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite things is long jump. I love long jump. So I went over there and Coach Andy Scythe, he was raking the pit, and I was kind of chirping at him from behind. You missed a spot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is so much fun to watch it. And there's just so, – like, if you've ever been to track meet, it's just like organized chaos. It's actually my probably my favorite sport to cover outside of, you know, maybe football. We, we, we love it because it's exactly what you just said. You know, if you go cover the state championship meet in, in Fresno, you have elite athletes – like sometimes four four of them going at the same time, you know, in different events and stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, we've got a, a tradition now of news breaking shortly before we record the LVP show, and uh, it was announced this afternoon that San Diego State has hired away uh, associate head coach Rod Palmer, who's been uh, an assistant coach here at Long Beach State under Dan Munson for 11 years. Uh, Rod coached at Compton Centennial, ties with Compton Magic, really well known Southern California guy. Uh, how how sad are you to see him go, and and what are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm, 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 it's, it's bittersweet because I'm, I'm sad for us, um, but I'm happy for him. You know, Rod wants to be a head coach. Um, he spent 11 years here working for Dan. He's done a phenomenal job. Um, you know, the opportunity, it's a bigger conference. Um, you know, the compensations, you know, we can't compete with that. Um, and he's going to do a phenomenal job for Coach Dutcher down there. But, but it's sad. You know, I'm, I haven't had a chance to see Rod yet. I, I sent him a text earlier uh, today, but – um, you know, it's tough to replace someone like that. You just don't snap your finger and, and, and find that person necessarily just waiting outside the door. So uh, Coach Munson's going to have to do a lot of digging, and I'm sure, you know, his phone is ringing off the hook as we speak. Is it, the prerequisite should be that the, his replacement has to also have been mentioned in a Kendrick Lamar song. 
right? <laughs> and that, is that a, it's probably a short list of assistant right? coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very interested to see what happens there. I'm sure you are too. Uh, but a lot going on here at the beach, like we already mentioned this week. I think uh, everybody is playing a Big West championship uh, that hasn't already or won around the corner. Long Beach State Dirtbags, first and foremost, at Bull Diamond at Blair Field on Friday night, kicking off their first home weekend series in 19 days. Taking on UC Davis with a, uh, a really good offense, 371 team on base percentage for those Aggies. So the Dirtbags are going to have their hands full. They had a big weekend last weekend uh, offensively, but it just wasn't enough uh, at Cal Poly. Uh, beach volleyball, women's tennis, and women's water polo all going to be in Big West tournament action as well. And all of those tournaments kick off on Friday. Some locations not created quite as equally. Uh, women's, vo- women's beach volleyball in Hawaii, water polo at, uh, at you know, Irvine. A little, a little different. Right. But then you got tennis at Indian Wells, so it's like a cornucopia. And uh, Long Beach uh, men's golf is also going to be in the Big West championships. I mean, why not come to Long Beach State and, and participate in the Big West? We're at all the best places in the world. I mean, you know, I always hear about these other locations. It's like, who wants to go to, you know, I'm not even going to make I'll say it, Northern Michigan. <laughs> it's been a couple episodes since I hammered away in Northern Michigan. But to all the people He's listening in, in Northern Michigan right now, you know, you know where to send the hate mail. Yeah, tough to stack up against Hawaii. But, yeah, I feel you. Uh, last but certainly not least – uh, number 18 in the country. Those rankings could change tomorrow. Long Beach State softball is going to be at home finishing their regular season schedule at home. So it'll be senior day on Sunday after that doubleheader on Saturday, taking on Cal Poly. Obviously a talented and decorated group of seniors over there. Going to get their last go at the Long Beach State Athletics Complex or softball complex, excuse me. And really it'll be like the last time they play without a locker room over there. So it is kind of a changing of the guard moment, not just for the team that's trying to win a big west championship but really just the program as a whole no doubt no doubt sorry to interrupt but i was literally with uh mauricio and kim looking at furniture this afternoon (laughs) so well well said sir (laughs) that's awesome that's my my favorite flip side of facilities upgrades is the kids who graduate right before they happen (laughs) it's just like and there's a little bit of bitterness there (laughs) it'll be great when you come back for that alumni game we'll have you totally set up with your own locker we'll have your name somewhere in the locker room you gotta look at his legacy building mike you're leaving your legacy behind Behind mil- making a place better than when you found it, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, well, uh, as we bring on our first guest, uh, obviously want to remain, remind Long Beach State fans about the 562.org. All the coverage we've been providing, uh, we're, we've had a men's volleyball story every day for the last five days. We're planning on trying to keep that up right up until the NCAA championships next Thursday when uh, Long Beach State is going to play the winner of UC Irvine and uh, either uh, Ohio State or King. Uh, Thursday at 5 p.m. at UCLA. Uh, so please go to the 562.org, click subscribe to support the newsletter, the videos, the previews, the articles, the recaps, Twitter updates, everything that we do at the 562.org needs your support. Do they play that thing at Poly Pavilion? Or do they have one of those like men's volleyball? Roger, Roger's shaking his head, yes. It is, it is at the Poly Pavilion. Okay. I have covered, I I, I have covered an NCAA uh, women's volleyball tournament. I think Roger may have been the SID for the women's team when they played in uh, the Arthur Ashe Center, yeah. I believe. That's was, what it's called, Arthur Ashe Center? Okay. Yeah, it was an right. it was an interesting it was it was an interesting experience for sure. But this will be at the Poly Pavilion. It'll be at the big one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Long Beach State to host something in the gold mine. Let's really get it. <laughs> we, we may have a throwback basketball yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Just breaking news here at the LBF show. 
We now bring on our guest. We were talking about it before the show. A shout-out to Dan Gooch for walking up to Mike and I after the Big West Championship here in the Pyramid on Saturday night and asking the question, has Long Beach State ever won two Big West Championships in the same week? we got to get on that. we got to put the uh, crack squad of motivated, savvy personnel to find out if that's actually happened. Probably, probably, and it probably did involve women's golf. So with no further ado, like I said, newly minted Big West champion, Joey Sarul, in his ninth year at Long Beach State, taking the title home last week at, uh, at Strawberry Farms Golf Course down there in Irvine. Congratulations, Joey. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate having me. Uh, Joey's already my favorite guest we've ever had because he brought wings. <laughs> he, yep. he, he and cheers. And cheers. Some, and some delicious I don't know beers. if I can I, I, I was about to say I don't know if I can say he brought a couple pops because I don't know what the rules are about, <laughs> about, about where we're about Mike, about where we're recording. Should, do we have to say we're recording off campus now? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I back never, in the pyramid, Mike. Haven't you heard? <laughs> I never know what those rules are. Uh Joey, congratulations. Uh what what was that moment like uh for you? You mentioned I think you've had three runner up finishes in the Big West. Um, and I, you know, I, that takes a toll on people. It takes a toll on coaches and athletes. What was it like to finally get to, uh, to hold the cup up? Yeah. For, for me personally, it was a little bit of the monkey off the back. Finally. Um, we have been so close so many times, uh, last year's team was just kind of a, a newly, um, minted team with a couple of freshmen that we had started, but we had built this just giant avalanche of a team that was getting there, getting there, getting there, getting there. And then this year it all culminated together. And from the very beginning, this team sat down in the very first meeting of the year and said, we have everything we need to win a big West. Yeah. On it, day one. It wasn't just a big West championship. It was a dominant big West championship. Won that thing by 10 strokes. It's the first title since 2009. Uh, like we mentioned, the second in school history what, what was the biggest key? If you could think of one thing that made sure that it wasn't just a championship that you won it by a little bit, what was the biggest key over the week? The, the first day was, was definitely, um, you know, the nice cushion that we needed. Because let's face it, winning's tough. No, no matter what it is, no matter if you're favored to do it, but to go wire to wire and take care of everything else that you need to do to, to bring home a championship, it's hard. And especially for a team that was younger or has never had that title happen before, it's, it's tough to do it. But – uh, the first day, and I have to be brutally honest with you, when I walked up, I had not looked at the scores at all. I had zero idea where we were on the day. And I look at how my I girls – I don't believe that. I, no, I, and I'm dead serious. <laughs> you can ask my girls. I, ha I asked for one of their phones at the very end of the round, and I said, can I see how we did? And they said, seriously? I said, yeah. I mean, are, we, are we okay? Are we like – you know, in the middle of it all, and do we leave a few out? Like, we're kicking everybody's butt, coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. We did great. Yeah, good job, girls. All right, where are we going? <laughs> so, Jennifer, you won the individual title. She had a two-under-par round of 69 on the final day. She's the first Long Beach State golfer to win since Kay Hoy in 2007. That's really hard for me to believe because I remember Kay Hoy winning, and that does not feel like it was 11 <laughs> yeah. or 12 years ago to me. That is a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Joey, when we talked after the championship for our article, you said that you and Jennifer had a really interesting conversation the day before that first round. So I'd love to say, what did, as the band plays us through the, <laughs> yes. the show, uh, what did you and you talk about before this tournament? You, you and know you, I mean. that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> um, we, you know, we, Jennifer's plans um, is to, to move on and play professionally um, after, after she gets done with college here. And we kind of brought to her attention, like, hey, you know, you've got to get that inner that inner fire inside of you right now and, and start thinking about a championship and being at the top of that leaderboard. Like, we know you've got the game. Yeah. But we're, we're asking you to go out and, like, prove it. Yeah. Show that you can actually do this because the next level is only going to get 
harder than what it is right now. And right. you being able to take care of business here at home, do it. Show the world. Put on your resume building. It's going to be great for you moving forward. You're going to have a huge summer, but you got to start now. And it kind of set her off a little bit like, oh, I, I, you know, all right, I'll show you and I'll take care of it. She right. did. So, right. hey, whatever worked. So as a coach, how do you know when a player needs a talk like that? Is it something you see building over the season or is it just one moment at practice where you're like, they need to sit down? A little bit. So we, all of our seniors at the close of their year, they have monthly meetings with me to say, what's next? Because in all honesty, and, and Andy's talked about it here, we're building these players for the future. This is their four years with us. We have to get them ready to go ahead and move on and be integral parts of society. Well, Jennifer's goal was to be a professional, and I would be doing her a disservice as a coach if I wasn't doing everything to get her ready. And I told her from the very beginning of this year, I'm going to push you harder than the others because you've asked for this to be your journey with us, mm -hmm. is to be ready to go out and play. So we, as a staff, kind of talk with it. Like, we need to get her together. And, and honestly, she was the key. Wow. She really was. Well, did you, were you able to see Andy Fee out of the out, out of the course, or did you guys I, get to him? So Andy's talking about how he's been away. So uh -huh. he was at one of the conferences during the time. But Andy, who was a great social media sav savant, right? After the first round, I'm looking. We get back to the hotel, and I'm thinking, oh, we played great. You know, we're looking at social media, putting some stuff up from ourselves. And we see Andy's tweeted about us. <laughs> and not only has he tweeted about it, how great and dominant the day was, he puts in a gif on there of Shooter McGavin nice. going bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and there's part of me like, that's so awesome. And yet Shooter was the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> and we are the elitist Long Beach team that everybody else is trying to be right now. And I'm like, that's eh, pretty good, Andy. Nice job. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That, that leads me into uh, one of the questions we had saved for later, but I'll do it right now. What's your favorite golf movie? Oh, Caddyshack. Without without question, love it. No no issues. We actually the the Dobo and I we yell at each other in Caddyshack quotes for nice. the majority of the day. Actually, nice. So we're not going crazy. If you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. But the ones that haven't now, or just they have no idea what we're talking. I about. I recently watched a documentary on the making of the movie. So many stories I didn't hear about that were just incredible. Crazy. Like finding a golf course you could blow up. <laughs> there's there's a there's a crazy idea. Yeah. Speaking of golf courses to find, you know, obviously you guys live in the paradise of affordable golf here in Southern California. How is the golf courses that you play? compared to some of the other ones in the country. I mean, do you feel like you're playing harder courses week in, week out on some of the teams you take on? Have you ever been to Virginia Country Club? <laughs> uh, we play in the creme de la creme. We, we, we finish every recruit visit there, so that's the last thing in their eye as they leave and say, guess what? If you come here, this, this is, is your it. home course. Wow. Okay, and, and that usually works. Um, you know, them, uh, Old Ranch is, is another place where we consistently play. We usually host – our Gold Rush event there, um, and then our practice facility at the back of El Dorado is second to none. Um, even our men's coach who just came over and, and down from, from UW had talked about it. He goes, no one has this here in SoCal. No mm -hmm. one has their own place to be able to practice and play all the time. And I said, yeah, that's what kind of separates us from the rest of the teams out in the country. And to have, it, have any piece of land in SoCal that you can call your own that's a golf course is a huge leg up for us. What's your favorite public golf course to play in Long Beach? Oh, Skylinks is my heart. That's where I grew up. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Although I'm sad. So those of us who have been here long enough, I, when I say Skylinks, I mean the old Skylinks. I was going to say, <laughs> the new version or the old version? No. <laughs> so I was, I was one of those who got laid off when they shut down. <laughs> I actually worked so as a starter at Big Rec, too. So we've got, we've got that in common. Those early mornings with the, uh, with the 
kind gentlemen who are out there at 6 a.m. playing around. I used to turn around, and when I opened the shop on Sunday mornings, I would lock the door behind me and wait till I was ready to have the <laughs> cash register open, and it'd be 45 degrees outside, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> JJ, JJ used to, when we first started writing sports together, he used to, every summer, he'd work at Big Rec, and it would just keep himself company with Caddyshack quotes, but he didn't have anyone to yell Caddyshack quotes with, so you were just up at 6 a.m., like, texting Yo, me, like... Yeah, talking to, my, <laughs> talking to myself, tell me, telling myself to be the ball. All right, quick-fire quick, quick fire questions here. Best female golfer of all time? Oh, I know that's a, t- I know that's a tough one. Uh, Julie Angster. Oh, Really? Okay, that's not who I thought you were going to say. Who was I going to say? I don't know, but not Julian <laughs> that's for sure. Best male golfer of all time. Tiger Woods. Really? Is it more important that he comes back into the PGA or that somebody else gets as good as Tiger? What's going what's gonna to save golf? Um, Tiger having one last swan song and then passing the baton. Okay, so one more go. One more One go. more fist pump. One more. Okay. We asked uh, women's head coach Jenny Hill Costello this question last week. Okay. Okay, if there's a t- if there's a golf movie, it's called the Joey Story. Who's playing you? <laughs> it's got to have a better name than the Joey uh, Story. <laughs> so how about Cerule and Unusual yeah, Punishment? <laughs> um, okay, so somebody's playing you in this movie. Who is playing you in the movie of Cerule and Unusual Punishment? Oh. Who would you want to play you? I'll oh, say, who, who do you want, the, the laughable one? <laughs> like little Danny DeVito or something? Like <laughs> Coach, you got to give yourself more credit than DeVito. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> That's meaner than the mean one I was going to do. Come on. Um, let's go Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I, w- I said Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, that would work, too. That would work, too. Short, dark hair? Yep. Yeah. It, wor- it, it works. Mike, what do you think? You said you had a mean one. You had one. one. What is it? Oh, I was just going to say DeVito. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's coming up next for you guys? Uh, it's this week, right? The regionals? No, so this week's the call. The call, okay. Or, or the show. Right. Um, so back in my, my heyday, so my second year when we were runner-up, uh, we were ranked like 68th in the country, and the number used to be right around that. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have a selection show. There was no crazy internet thing. We, I literally had the team in my office with the phone on speaker – listening to the call in from the NCAA, wow. seeing if we got an at-large. And we were 68, and the number was 66. Oh. Like, oh, so we just missed it. This year, and because now the Golf Channel watch or televises the national tournament, they've got their, their hold on it all, and it's been great for us. So they will do a live broadcast starting at 2.30 this Wednesday to go over the four regional sites and select the fields and select the individuals that are going to play there. So we're having a viewing party out at Virginia at 2.30. Um, they've wanted us to come out again, our home, where our hub, where we feel the most comfortable out to have the team out there mm-hmm. and, and see where we're going to be selected to. We've got a pretty good idea where we're going to be at, but again, you can't count your chickens till they're all hatched. Well, so, I, right. how exciting is that for you? I mean, I, you know, Andy obviously was just talking about the student athlete experience. Winning a championship is great, but I sometimes think for kids, the stuff that comes around that is maybe just as exciting. So getting to, right, they've seen. Uh, men's basketball teams their whole lives right that's all that stuff's always televised the watch parties how cool is that for them to to get to go and, and have that experience so we had we had some recruits here this weekend and friday nice. they well timed yeah exactly it's like <laughs> hey guess what <laughs> um but they uh we, after our team dinner we, we the team came to the volleyball game friday night and i get a text from my captain like can we grab the cup 
Yeah. I'm like, sure. So they grabbed the cup and went down to the student section and just had it. And the Big West is there, like, tweeting it away. Like, yeah, I forgot what we're all playing for. Uh, you know, they want to do a day in the life and do a whole social media Instagram thing of carrying the cup around campus and bring oh, it into class cool. and taking a test with it. Like, that's the kind of extra stuff now that they're going to go home and always remember that right. they had here. That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. Congratulations again, Coach. Uh, another Big West Championship for Long Beach State. And two in a week. Like I said, we're getting the uh, the, the, the department of looking for things yeah. on on this yeah. to find out the last time. Thanks, but, Gooch. But best, yeah, thanks, Gooch. <laughs> but best of luck, uh, you know, next week uh, with the call, and then obviously the week after that on the course. And great wing selection. Lemon pepper always a good choice. Ah, very good. <laughs> I, I was hoping I I went with the, the the I had the hot the Louisiana rub because you know Andy's like I like the rub get the rub stuff like all right all right, all right beer all right. and wings from Joey Cerule the rest of Long Beach State Athletics Department take note. That means all I right. get to come back right. That's right. That was, all right, good. This We're is gonna have you on to talk men's volleyball next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta one up it now. Oh man. Thanks again, Joey. Uh, obviously, um, you know those events you can go out to, but the events here on campus: uh, softball next week and dirt bags at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. You can call the box office at 562-985-4949 to make sure you get the best seats in the house. It's been another episode of the LB Fee Show. Andy, thank you so much for coming back. It's great. It's, n- it's nice to know. I had started to worry a little bit that we weren't going to see you again. Like I'm a bad excited. penny, I just keep turning up eventually. <laughs> well, by the way, last week we decided that I'm the bigger Seinfeld fan. So. Yes, you just missed, like, you missed just the Seinfeld you know that. That's what happens, you know? You don't show up. That's what it is. You got to show up, right? <laughs> Thanks again to the entire department. Uh, obviously, producer Roger, Andy Fee, Joey Cerule, and everybody else here at Long Beach State who makes this show possible. The LB Fee Show. Every Wednesday, the only Long Beach State Athletics podcast for Mike, for JJ, for everybody else. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Knowing that if she stepped up and took care of business, I can't touch the table. (laughs) (laughs) Officially the noisiest podcast of the LBV show. You know, know, it's it's really funny because we found recording the show, coaches do talk with their hands a lot. And they do, and it's, it's, it's golf and tennis. It's a sport you wouldn't necessarily expect tend to be the most emphatic hitting the table. Yeah.